you. I say it almost every week, good to see all of you, every time I stand here, at least. But I really mean it. I, re I really think it's good to see you guys, you know. I'm looking forward to this day every time. And I think it's just such a good thing to be together with you in this room and, uh, and lift up the name of God and just to worship him and, and fellowship together. So it's really good to see all of you. And good to see that there are people online watching as well. And like Vivian said, you know, it would be nice for you guys if you can join us next time. Um, I know it's not able, you know, some of you are not able to do that, but hopefully some of you can join us again next time. So, uh, yeah. I mean, don't you like the video that we just saw from Zimbabwe? It's awesome, right, to see that we could be part of that. And that's part of the message that we've been talking about these past weeks, bearing God's name. That's part of it as well. You know, just be a celebration church in the Netherlands, we are bearing God's name by helping Zimbabwe with all the things that, you know, they need over there and that we can help with. And it's part of, you know, it's due to that you guys are um, sending your offerings and gifts as well. So thank you for that. You know, that, that helps, us, helps us to be able to do all of these things. So thank you. Well, my name is Vince Roy, and uh, I'm one of the leaders here in Celebration Church Netherlands. And uh, for these past weeks, we've been talking about uh, um, a series called Bearing God's Name. And um, who was here last week? A lot of you, good. And that was a good service, right? Pastor Sam was here, and he blessed us with a, with a word. And do you know that he's in quarantine now for two weeks just because he came here that's awesome actually not awesome that he has to be in quarantine but that he actually came you know knowing that he is going to be in quarantine uh, for 14 days and I just think that's you know really remarkable for him to come and bless us with his word um, and then go back in I mean he wanted to go to Zimbabwe so that's where he's from and he's going to Wills in quarantine there, and then go back to Zimbabwe. But Pastor, if you're watching, thank you for, for doing that for us. I really appreciate that. Uh, for those of you who missed it, he was uh, talking about representing him well. And the title of today will be representing his name. So like the titles, there will be some sim similarities in the two messages. But uh, I think it's good to repeat a lot of things um, because I really believe in the power of repetition, so I think it's good to do. And Pastor Sebastian is speaking in uh, Nijmegen today, and I really think that's good also. Uh, I think it's awesome for him to do that, to be able to go to other churches and bless other churches and be blessed by other churches as well. So when he comes here, he can bless us with what he's been blessed with. And uh, I think that's, that's part of the, the vision that we have at Celebration Church Netherlands, that a lot of churches will unite and be one unity together, you know. Um, it's just, just part of being the body of Christ. And that's what we believe in. So I really think it's good that he's doing that. Um, in preparation of today's message, I read the book Bearing God's Name, on which this entire series is based, um, by Dr. Carmen Joy Arms, and I can really recommend that book to you because it really gives you some good insights on what it means to bear God's name. And, uh, you know, I've been told that um, 
Dr. Carmen, she spent five years researching the text that we're going to look at, Exodus 27. She spent five years researching just that one little text. So you can really, you know, think that she, she turned over every stone there is to really see what it means to bear God's name. And I'm going to use some of that book, some of the things that were in the book as well. So, you know, if you have time, just look up the book as well. Um, we're going to start reading from Exodus 27, which is the second commandment or third commandment, um, depending on the way you're, you're counting. But it says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him to guiltless who takes his name in vain. And as heard before, it's not talking about what we have learned before for a long time. It's not talking about the way that his name comes out of our mouth alone, but also the, the way it comes out of everything that we do. And in Hebrew, the word naza is used for take. This word means to carry or bear. So the, the text actually says, you should not carry the name of the Lord your God in vain. And this means we should not carry or represent his name in a useless or um, a way that doesn't, doesn't have the desired outcome that God has for it. So either useless or not the desired outcome. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this morning, God. Thank you for this word that you have given me, God. And I ask you to bless it, God, and to bless me with it as well. Because it's not my words that I'm talking, you know, speaking. It's, it's your words that I'm speaking, God. So I ask you to let it bless us all. And uh, that we may draw closer to you by, by hearing these words, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So a lot of you probably experienced meeting someone for the first time. And when hearing their last name, like a bell went off in your head. You're like, hmm, I recognize that last name. And sometimes, you know, it could be due to a, a negative experience that you have with the last name or a positive one. And depending on the way you react to it by your, your facial expressions or your body language or the words that you are saying, um, you can tell if it's the negative one or the positive one. And sometimes it's all three of those combined. And then you know it's really positive or really negative, right? But we all react differently to a situation like that. And it always, um, it always has like a, an influence on how you look at other people. Let me give you an example. About five years ago, I went to a job interview um, for a company that made custom clothes for sports, different sports. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really into going to this job interview because I just lost my income that I have playing baseball with the national team. And I didn't really think that it went on in, like, they didn't really handle it fairly to me. So I wasn't, you know, bummed out. And uh, I, I didn't want to go to this job interview, but I had to go because I was getting unemployment payments or benefits. I don't know how you say it in English, but um, I was getting money by being unemployed. So I, I went to this job interview and uh, didn't have my happy face with me at all. I wasn't there to impress anybody. You know, I was just going because I had to. And we started talking. And of course, we started talking about sports because 
it was a company in sports. So, we, you know, we were talking about me being a baseball player and the things that I achieved, you know, playing for the national team, going to the States and stuff like that. And that already gave them a good feeling about the interview. And then they asked me, well, you know, who's, who's your dad? I was like, you know, I was thinking to myself, why are they asking me who's my dad? You know, but they, they recognized my last name. So I told them, well, my dad's Mac. And they were like, the eyes lit up. And they're like, really? Like, yeah, why? Well, my dad was American football, or I shouldn't say American football, because in English it's just football. Not soccer, but football. My dad was a football player for the Amsterdam Crusaders. And the team that he played for um, had really big achievements, you know. They were really good. And so the, in, in like the, the football world in the Netherlands, they were really well known. All of the players were, and they were like legends, kind of, you know. So these two uh, owners that I was talking to, they were players of the Amsterdam Crusaders, which I didn't know, but I found out when we were talking. And um, they knew my dad from hearing about him and seeing him play. So I was hired right on the spot. <laughs> they didn't, I didn't have to come back for a second interview. I didn't have to say anything more than that. You know, it's just, oh, yeah, you're hired. I was like, okay, you know. At first I wasn't happy because I didn't really want to go to the job interview anyway. But... Um, the, other, the other owner looked at the other owner and was like, are we going to talk about this? Or, like, nope, he's hired. <laughs> so the, the things my dad did reflected on me, had impact on how they looked at me. I didn't, I didn't have to um, defend myself on anything like that because it had a good influence on how they looked at me. So knowing somebody with the same last name always have an, has an effect on the way you look at people, or people look at you. And in this case, my dad was a hero, a hero for those guys, you know, he was like a famous person to them. Um, so the things my dad did reflected on, on, on me and give me a better credibility in the eyes of those guys. And I don't think this was true in, in this case, but sometimes um, we wanna be close to somebody that is close to somebody that is famous because we believe that that's the closest we're gonna to get to that famous person. And maybe, just maybe, by some draw of luck, you know, we'll get to meet that famous person at a family party or something like that. And we can, uh, we can have pictures with them and you know, let them have uh, sign autographs for us and stuff like that, you know, and then, yeah, we met that famous person. You know, and just, because we're, especially if you're a fan of somebody, right? That's just the way we think. So. We have to make sure that when people find out the name we are representing, God's name, that they want to get close to us just to get close to him. So how do we do this? First of all, when I think of a representative, I think of an ambassador. And that's also what the Bible tells us we are in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. It says, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. Now, an ambassador is not only a person that represents a country. You can also be an ambassador of a company or a sport or a person like Second Corinthians says. 
or a brand, just you know any kind of brand. And we have to think. I have to think of athletes, you know, and, and being sponsored by a brand. And the brand sponsors an athlete when they think the athlete can represent the brand well. And it's not only based on the achievements that they have. Of course, it's, it helps. You know, if somebody you know achieves big things and is a good. Um, uh, good athlete, but it's not only based on that, it's also based on how the athlete conducts herself and does that represent the, the company well, does it represent the brand well. And the, the brand will give money to the athlete, give them gear, um, you know, products that they have to wear at all time, especially when they are being seen. So let's say you are an ambassador of a sport brand. And uh, you know, all you do are things that are unhealthy. While wearing the clothes of the brand or other items that they have given you, and you know, that has the brand, brand logo on them, it, it doesn't represent the brand well. It doesn't represent the sport brand well, right? Same thing if you're representing an energy drink and all people see of you are, is you yawning the whole time while maybe having the, the energy drink in your hand. It's like, that doesn't represent the brand well. Why doesn't it represent it well? Because it contradicts what the brand stands for. And like, you know, every, everything the athlete does while carrying the brand with them uh, reflects back on the brand. And this is what we are for God's name, we, for his brand. We are his ambassadors. And we, when we represent his brand well, we put his name in a good daylight, more people will be interested in looking into this brand, which is the desired outcome. Unlike athletes who sometimes don't even use the products that they are representing, or sometimes you know, don't even like the company that they are representing, but they do it because they're getting paid well, we have to be different. We have to, we need to support um, what and who we are representing. Or it's just going to backfire back on us and, you know, even worse on God. And God also had his, had his own clothing line back in the day. And I see some of you like, wait a second, what brand, what brand was that? Well, let me, you know, Pastor Sam talked about his last week as well. So I'm going to clarify it for you. But God was way ahead of time. And those that, that know, don't know me, or know me, I should say, those of you that know me know that I wear a lot of hats, baseball hats, you know, my, my background. But the hat has an emblem on the, on the front most of the time, right? It has the logo or a team name on it. And usually you wear a hat that you are of the team that you are a fan of or that you are representing. And that's what Exodus 28 tells us. Because it tells that Aaron was wearing a turban with the words on the front, holy to Yahweh, which means set apart for Yahweh or belonging to Yahweh. I think this is where the baseball people got their uh, idea from for hats. Don't you think so? <laughs> That'd be cool, right, if they got it from this. Um, 
But, you know, Aaron was literally wearing God's name while representing him. And he had to represent him to, to the people. He was an ambassador for God to the people, towards the people. And he was fully supporting Yahweh in it. To be able to support Yahweh, you know, we have to, we have to know what his name means. You know, what does it mean, Yahweh? Yahweh means he will be. Now, maybe when you hear this, you are as confused as I was. You know, he will be. Okay, what, what does that mean, he will be? And how do you represent a name like he will be? I think you represent it by being. By being that what God is and what he wants us to be. Do you need him to be a father? Well, he will be that for you. Do you need him to be a provider? He will be that. Do you need him to be a shoulder to cry on? He will be that. He's a father, he's a provider, he's a comforter. He is and will be everything you need. What does it mean for us? You know, how, how do we go about it? Because we're not God. We can't do all the things that he can do, but we certainly can do some, a lot of things. Colossians 3.12 says, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And the text goes on with more of the things that um, he tells us to conduct ourselves while being the body of Christ. But I want to zone in on, t on this a little bit more because it literally says, put on then. And then it follows with all of the things. So you have to carry it. You have to wear it. You have to, you have, to have this with you all of the time. And the, the first thing we see that he talks about is a compassionate heart. And the last, but certainly not the least, um, in contrary, you know, it, it talks about this being above everything is love. And this is so important to have towards each other, these two things. Probably my favorite or one of my favorite chapters in, in the Bible is that of uh, 1 Corinthians 13 that talks about love. And we're not going to talk about it today, but I want to give it to you as homework to read at home. Um, so make sure you read this because it's a really good chapter. But when I started to see what the first part of Exodus 27 really said, the part of, you should not take the Lord of your God in vain, now it made more sense to me what the second part of it was saying. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And before, I was just thinking of this God who's really like a strict God. And, and if we, he, did, he didn't want us to cuss at other people using his name. And if we did so, he was going to wash our mouths with soap. Is that something you might have said as well? Or is this just my, my surname mom that said that? If I said a bad word or a dirty word, I'm going to wash your mouth with soap. Well, at least some of you can recognize that. But that's what my mom said. But for, for, 
just to clarify, she never washed my mom with, with soap, you know? So don't go tell my mom she didn't do it, okay? But now I understand why God says that. I understand why he says, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna hold him guiltless who takes my name in vain. And you know what? It's not about him. He doesn't say it because of him. You know, this is the only um, commandment that he says it. So it must be important, right? But it's not because we can't cuss, and it's not because we can't use his name in a bad way. It's because he loves everybody that's on this planet. It's because everybody that's here is so important to him. And he knows that if we don't represent him well, then less people will take the time and effort to get to know him. And in result, less people will get saved. And that's what he's talking about. You know, it's not about him, it's about us. And that's the vain part. You know, when, when we talk about uh, his name in vain, vain means useless or without success. And that's it, you know, if we don't use, if we don't represent him well, and other people don't get to see him, don't get to meet him, don't, don't take the time and effort to, to get to know him, that's using his name in vain. You are a relative of the famous Jesus. And when people meet you, a lot of times that's as close as they have ever been to Jesus. So what you show them when they find out you represent that name matters. And here's the cool part. They don't have to wait for a far future to get to know Jesus or to meet Jesus. You know, because first of all, he lives in you. And second of all, he wants to live in them as well. So if they want to meet him, the only thing they have to do is accept him and they will get to meet him. And when we accept him, we become like a bride. A bride takes on the name of the groom most of the time. And the bride doesn't only represent her own last name, but now everything she does reflects on the new last name that she has as well. And on the other hand, she's also now carrying the legacy of that new last name. We are the bride of Jesus, and as the bride of Jesus, we now take his name to carry and become the chosen people to represent his name. He is the son of the most high God. He's the one that is the word of God in which everything is created and everything is done. And I'm not doing that legacy justice with these words that I just said, because it's much more than that. But you, I hope you get where I'm getting at. You know, we should be proud of being, having that legacy. We should be proud and confident in the name we are bearing now. Remember how we said that we could be a good ambassador when we know what to represent? Well, let's dig into that a little bit more. And uh, we, we're gonna look into the first part is his character. The first thing I should say is his character. We read that in Exodus 34, 5. 
And this is when God comes down to talk to Moses at Mount Sinai and tells Moses who he is. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. The first thing we see here in how God describes himself is the compassionate and gracious God. That, who, that is who he is. Compassionate and gracious. And compassionate, you know, isn't that the, also the first thing he tells us to, to put on in Colossians 3.12? And I don't think this is a coincidence. That's why I want to just, you know, focus on this one character trait of God. But I really believe that if we represent God in this, in being compassionate, in combination with love, it's a deadly combination for the enemy and all of his plans. He doesn't like it when we have compassion for each other. He doesn't like it when we love each other. Because that takes away everything that he wants to do. He wants to destruct, you know? So I, it's super important to have these two things. And Psalm 116, verse 5, emphasizes it a little bit more. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. Full of compassion. Let's be full of compassion as well. And it's not only important to show this towards people that don't know God. It's also very important to show against people that do know God, towards people that do know God. You know, we don't only show it to the people outside. That's what we think a lot of times. You know, we're like, okay, God sends us to be compassionate to the people that don't know him because then we represent him well and then, you know, they will get to know God, which is true. But it's also important to show it towards each other. Why? Because sometimes we can go through stuff. We can doubt God. You know, maybe you go through a hard time and it's hard for, for, for me to see, to see God in the situation I'm going through. You know, I, I don't see where God is in this situation right now because I'm, it's such, so, so hard and I can't believe that God would want this for me. But if you show me your compassion, I can see God through you. And it keeps me close to him. It helps me to stay close to God through you. Second thing we're going to look at is who does he want us to be? And what is his will? We are going to read uh, Acts 9 verse 15. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry, that's the word again, my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. You know, I think it's pretty fair to say that his will for us all 
is to carry his name. But to who? Or before who should we, should we carry his name? Saul had to carry his name to the Gentiles, the kings and children of Israel, which is you know, very ironic if you think about it, because those were the people he was trying to persecute before. And now God is sending him towards those people. But we need to find out where God wants us to carry his name, because all of us have a place to carry his name. All of us have a platform. And it's not about who has a bigger platform or who has a bigger audience. You know, let's not look at somebody else and say, well, he has a bigger platform than I have, or he does greater things that I can do, because matter of fact is, everybody's important to God. And I can't reach the same people that you can reach. And you can't reach the same people that another person can reach. So we all need to do God's will. We all need to know what is God's will for me and to carry his name towards who should we carry his name. That way we can build his kingdom. And in Africa, there's a so-called Ubuntu philosophy. And this is the definition that Desmond Tutu gives to it. A person with Ubuntu is open and available, available to others, affirming of others, does not feel threatened that others are able and good. Based from a proper, proper self-assurance that comes from knowing that he or she belongs to a greater whole and is diminished when others are humiliated and diminished, when others are tortured and oppressed. Isn't that why Jesus came? For the tortured and oppressed? And that, that just shows the compassion, right? When I read it, I was like, man, that could be in the Bible. <laughs> that could be something that God told somebody to put in the Bible because it's just full of compassion. I really believe that that is what God wants us to have. I feel God's heart in, in what he's saying there. And it has, it, it has similarities when you read um, 1 Peter 3, 8, because it says, finally, all of you have united in mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. And I see similarities in that Ubuntu philosophy and what, he, what he's saying here. And in the beginning of the service, we talked about what the name of Yahweh means. It means he will be. The meaning of Ubuntu is I am because we all are. So when we are what God wants us to be, we can empower others to be as well and represent his name. That I think is God's will. Let's all stand at our feet, please. And if you're comfortable with it, just open your hands in receiving from God. I just want to pray for us, for all of us. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne, God, humbly and bold. 
Lord, and I ask you to bless all of us, all of us, God. I ask you to fill us with your presence, fill us with your spirit, God, and help us to bear your name. Help us to re represent you, not in vain, but in a useful way. In a way that others will, that will lead others towards your kingdom, God. That will lead others towards you. Because I know when they get in contact with you, when they really seek you, and when they take the effort to get to know you, and see who you really are, not what they've heard people say who you, who you are, but who you really are, that's when they will get saved. Because there's no greater thing than to get to know you. It's such an honor, such a pleasure, so, such an awesome thing to get to know you, God. Lord, open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts to receive you, God, and to be what you want us to be, your name bearers, your ambassadors, your kingdom warriors. God, we just want your presence. We just want to be close to you. I thank you for all that you do, God. I thank you for who you are. You're a good, good father. And I pray this all in Jesus' name.